And we are live. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're tuning in from. Welcome to our first collective session for 2022. And this is co-hosted with H2C and Tech Talk Travel. And we're talking about the automated personalization studies that H2C have recently conducted and will be releasing very shortly. So before I get uh, started with any, I'd like to introduce Michaela Pappenhoff, who is the Managing Director and Founder at H2C here in Germany. Michaela, lovely to see you. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And also we have Kristen Hensel, who is the Director at H2C. Kristen, lovely to see you joining us. How are you? Oh, good. Excited for this session. Thank you, Andre. Great, great. And also joining us from the Middle East is Lijesh Rajan, who is the Director of Centralized IT Services at Rotana Hotels and Resorts. Lijesh, lovely to see you here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And finally, we have Oliver Stotts, who is the Corporate Directing, uh, Director, Marketing and Distribution at Lindner Hotels and Resorts. Oliver, lovely to see you here too. How are you? Good morning. It's fine. It's cold, but it's fine. It's a bit cold, is it? Okay. It's well, very cold. It's it is winter here, so. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Okay, guys. So we're here to discuss uh, the findings from H2C's Global Autom Automated Personalization Study. And this study represents or presents insights on artificial intelligence, machine learning in hospitality, and how exactly AI and machine learning can assist in personalization and what the challenges are. So, Michaela, you know, this is a really interesting topic, and I'm sure you've got some wonderful information to, to share with us and present to us. So I'm going to bring up some slides that I think you wanted to start with and uh, have a little bit of a talk through, correct? Yes. Um, so maybe first of all, before we talk about the interview profiles, um, I'm very happy that we could bring up this topic to the industry because we found conducting so many RFPs in over the past couple of years for our industry that um, uh, this is a really um, exciting topic because uh, on one hand, machine learning and AI is not really used a lot or was not really used a lot in our industry. And um, then on the other hand, um, there were so many issues in the past with uh, system integrations and, uh, and other concerns. And we wanted to find out uh, what's the status quo. And um, so we did. And thanks to the 10 sponsors, we could do it. Um, it's uh, a totally unbiased research. And um, the 10 sponsors have financed it. We will list them at the end um, of this session, but they will also be included in the report that is available uh, right now on, on, our, on our website for download. So um, the key questions that we were trying to answer here is um, to uh, obtain the hotelier's point of view on AI and machine learning um, when applied to the customer journey. And uh, also important for us was to understand um, who is using one-to-one um, um, -one marketing versus narrow segmented marketing today and what are the challenges. And then also what are the metrics to drive personalized pricing and um, then also to understand the key challenges with data collection and to effectively employ automation. 
And um, as you can see here, um, the interview profiles, um, looking at the overall numbers, um, we have a total of um, uh, 25,000 properties that participated. And um, they make up about 4% of the overall available uh, worldwide hotels. And assuming that 40% of global properties belong to chains, we are proud to say that our study covers around 10% of all chain hotels worldwide. So this is really um, uh, important research. And um, yeah, and now I will leave the floor to the audience. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. You've also been involved in this very heavily. How have you been, what's been your feedback, your, your thoughts on the whole process and also the results that you've seen come through? How have you, uh, yeah, essentially, what have you thought about that? Yeah, I mean, it was very interesting to hear from, from the different chains uh, that we spoke to worldwide on, on where they stand with automated personalization and, and what their goals are for the future as well. So we see that a, a lot of the... Um, the willingness is, is in the market and, and a lot of the machine learning and AI technology is being supported by, by the top management. However, there are some challenges when it actually comes to the implementation. So very interesting feedback and, and some information that we'll share as we, we go through the session. Yeah, great. The one thing that I noticed from the report as well, which I thought was quite interesting, is that more than 60% of hotel chains intend to apply a one-to-one -one marketing approach in the future, whilst 32% do not have a focus on personalized marketing strategies. And that seems to be one trend among many that, that were identified in the report. Um, what, uh, perhaps Oliver, maybe I might come to you on this. What are your thoughts around this? Obviously from the hotelier's perspective, where are you positioned with, this, with, with AI and machine learning and, and focusing on how that can be applied for marketing strategies and programs? Yeah, we had our um, yeah, experience uh, before we stopped everything uh, two years ago, but we started with a very good partner and uh, with very good partnerships. And it was um, interesting to see, okay, the systems are really working if we work, just work on it and you have a good consulting. But um, after step by step, you see, okay, um, it's involved. You have to involve everybody from from the own company. You have to see, okay, what the consulting is able to do, and uh, the problem at the end of the day is that you need somebody who is able to understand the system side and the yeah, real world side at the end of the market or, or marketing side to see how we are able to bring the the, uh, the, the systems and the uh, daily business together. And that's not the easiest way. That was challenging. Yeah. Sure. Um, and Lijesh, from your side, what are your thoughts around this topic? So uh, from from more of an information technology, I'm coming from an information technology background, so I can say that AI has a huge potential towards automation, personalization and all. And where, when you mentioned about top management buy-in on automated personalization or one-to-one -one marketing compared to the 30 percentage who doesn't, I think it's it starts with the point of view where are they are strategically aligned, whether it is marketing, IT, distribution, operations, there has to be a certain level of alignment that need to be there to be to be approaching any solution. And uh, Christian rightly said there are clearly innovative technologies and partners are available, uh, knowledgeable enough. Uh, but when it comes to partnerships, selecting the right partner, 
getting that system all connected, it varies. Like uh, just explained, um, it could be challenged by systems to systems, region to region. But uh, yeah, overall, quite optimistic about it. And I'm looking forward for such solutions to adopt. Excellent. Uh, Michaela, did you want to go move on to another slide from this one that you wanted to just uh, highlight? Yes, just um, maybe, uh, Andre, you can bring up figure two. Yep. Um, the status quo of the of the industry. So what we found um, um, uh, for AI supported tasks lack investments, um, as you can see here in um, uh, on this slide, um, AI marketing is actually supported by 75% of the hotel chain's top management. So this is good news. Um, and um, but the the fact that hotel chains have rated the availability of a dedicated budget for AI tasks with 2.2 out of five uh, either means that strategies are lacking um, or that other priorities are more important. And some of the uh, hotel chains during the interviews told us that, yes, they have, of course, other priorities that are more important to work on at the moment. And also the both the knowledge and the skill sets, um, as well as the availability of staff are lacking. And, um, and marketing and e-commerce departments are the clear leader in organizing AI marketing today uh, with a combined share of over 50%, as you can see here. And only 12% of the hotel chains solely rely on their IT departments um, for managing these tasks. So that's um, maybe something that we can discuss with um, with uh, Lijesh and Oliver, and what's their take on it? <laughs> Absolutely, I'd love to hear it because I think, from from my perspective, a lot of what is found in those results lies essentially around the budget anyway. So if there's not a founding budget in place, then a lot of the other factors aren't going to take effect. So yeah, um, Oliver, let's let's start with you. How are you guys approaching this and why do you think the results are as they are? It's not a plug and play uh, system. You have to, to work on it very uh, on, on all sides. So you need uh, a good consulting part of the companies. You need time to, uh, to, to, to develop your strategy and to see, okay, what's possible and what you, would you like to have and what are you able to handle. And uh, to see, okay, you have to change many processes. You have to change, for example, the way you are looking for your own content and how you are bringing it to the client in this new way of individualized uh, communication and, and trigger-based communication, for example. Um, we were successful with, with starting the, um, the, the, the um, intelligent, for example, um, on the website for our lead generation to bring up um, more people to our newsletters. And uh, we had 10 times more people just um, signing up for newsletter because of the very intelligent way to show them the uh, pop in. And that's, that was the easiest one we had. But the steps behind uh, were much more difficult to, to implement and to see how we should integrate processes and systems and consultants and people on, uh, in our um, headquarter, for example, or also for the hotels, into this idea how we have to work on this. You need much more than only the data. You need more, of course, uh, yeah, that uh, concept and targets to see and uh, that everybody is working on it. You you need to uh, organize everybody 
from all the departments, revenue management, for example, sales, and of course, e-commerce marketing to bring it up. And it uh, was very difficult. It was challenging. And as, at the end, it's uh, expensive. It's, uh, for, first of all, cost-driven. And uh, you have to, to invest many times, many, many, many um, time and, and money to start with. But at the end, I think it's, it's much more um, give you an opportunity to pick up more direct business in future. But uh, you have to start with it and you have to really focus on it and invest. Yeah, I think uh, the investment side of it is expensive, but long term, as you said, I think in the long run, it would pay off for itself eventually. Uh, Lijesh, let me ask you now, obviously, as the IT professional um, within your position that you currently hold, um, where are the barriers that you've perhaps experienced when it comes to getting the budget that's needed to, to be able to do this? And, and what kind of discussions do you guys have internally to... to to, to work through these processes and to identify the way to budget for it. Um, because I think from, from what we've experienced and what we've kind of researched ourselves is the knowledge when it comes to automated personalization is so important. And if the automated side of personalization for our industry was really on point, I think it would just streamline so many processes and efficiencies for operators in, in, in general. So I'd really love to try to understand where is the barrier that kind of prevents everybody from making that step past budgeting to, to really getting the automated solutions in place and, and, and actually having the courage to allocate the funds to it. I think uh, virtually every company would love to have one-to-one uh, -one marketing or automated personalization to, to, to enhance their in customer engagement and retain that customer. Um, even when I read this da um, table, yes, top management supporting that initiative, fairly uh, probably understanding what AI stands for and what value is delivering. But the lack of skill set, like Oliver explained in the uh, earlier statements, lack of skill set, uh, such a product cap or budget, probably transition, lack of knowledge and lack of right partner. Uh, explaining them, lack, lack of alignment between the departments who are supposed to work together. And, and when it comes to such automated personalization, what is the end result? Mo most of the time, each of these departments probably working on certain layer of application or a process orientation. They don't see customer being in the center of that journey. Distribution mm -hmm. team works independently, CRM team works independently, and customer service departments work independently. They have their own touch point. And, if you look at from check-in or pre-stay customer experience till post-stay, there are different software systems, partners, all of this touch point, somebody has to navigate all around and come to a central. And then, like Oliver rightly said, that integration being very key aspects to it. And, and somebody has to step on uh, or, or look at it in more or conclusive way to really see as a strategy. When that alignment happens, you can then work and then the budget will arrive because definitely AI is the key and it's a fuel for any transformation going forward and, and, and this is gonna stay actually. And any kind of a problems that you see, whether it is initial investment, uh, troubles to integrate, that will be just sidelined because of the return will be much higher on the period actually. So I don't see budget is really a concern, lack of knowledge of value or the right business cases is probably the reason why it's not really making impact. 
and definitely like the short number of IT guys, they're using it again um, from coming from IT. It's not just about IT as a technology, AI, machine learning, quite nice word jargons, but it has to be reflected on solution that can support the business. Then only it will make sense for everybody, not just for IT, for, for e-commerce teams, distribution teams and all. That's where the key lies. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so Michaela, did you want to have any other further comments before we move on to the next uh, the next piece? Christine, I think you had a comment. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, what Lijesh and Oliver mentioned can be can be seen in, in our study findings as well. So if you want to move to figure three, we have an overview um, of yeah how many chains are actually using automated personalization, and we can see that's actually only thirty six percent. So um, yeah, only uh, slightly more than one third of the chains are actually uh, using automated personalization. So there's still lots of uh, room for improvement. And if we, if we have a look at who is actually leading the field in terms of using automated personalization, we can see that the Americas uh, and the large chains especially are, are leading the field. So it seems like the, the medium and, and small uh, chains are awaiting for the large chains to gather their, uh, yeah, their feedback and then how to best um, use automated personalization and then the adoption will, will slowly happen more. But in terms of the, the challenges uh, that, that Oliver and Lijesh mentioned, we have on figure four some uh, overview of which challenges actually exist for for most of the hotel chains and we can see that 80 percent of the hotel chains are facing technology challenges with ap and systems integrations are still complicated complicated often impossible to achieve with the existing system landscape so again as oliver mentioned it's not just plug and play you really need to uh, work out how which data is transferred from one system and what is the purpose of trans, um, yeah, transporting the data from one system to the other. And yeah, when systems are not integrated properly, uh, it's impossible to aggregate clean data. So having a clean central client profile, including all the information about um, the behavior and the preferences is unfortunately not yet commonplace today. And, and that's uh, what most of the hotel chains are working on. And yeah, even one third of the customers or the, the survey participants stated that their data quality is insufficient to really able to be targeting different geographic regions and specifically business customers or, or leisure customers. So in terms of cleaning up profiles and, and figuring out which data to import into your CRM system and what to do with that data is still um, a factor that most hotel chains um, have today. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. As usual, it's always the big chains that kind of leave the dry, lead the, the charge on introducing this type of solution. And it's, I mean, that's, that's not new for the industry. That's, I would have expected that in terms of those results. Uh, we have a very interesting comment from um, Fabian R. I'm not sure the surname on that. Fabian, my apologies. 
Um, and he's saying that the, the one big issue before AI is this is really combining data and cleaning it from all of the different channels and tools. And again, this is not something that we, you know, we haven't heard before. It seems to be the biggest challenge in terms of um, the aggregation of data. Um, Lijesh and Oliver, I'd like your thoughts on this. How, how from an operator's perspective, you know, data is, the, is, is key on everything. What's the biggest challenge for you guys, again, when it comes to ensuring integrity of data? Um, if I can <laughs> please, that. please. So, yeah. So, uh, like rightly mentioned in this 80% of the probably is having the same challenge of technology challenge integration that's evolves around the, the majority of the major system. Let's say if I say PMS, CRS, CRM or loyalty platforms, if there is any, or then, then only then distribution systems, if there is an engagement platform, those are the main pipeline solutions that touches customer by the time you book to check till you check out and uh, and if you look at the core of this platform which is when is a customer journey lies with the pms and mostly they are quite outdated on-premise ecosystems and the agile solution that in the market which is pro cloud or cloud ready SaaS ecosystems which is quite adoptive to ai because imagine ai ml solutions are not really into on-premise platforms on premise application so the, the connectivity became um, f from a SaaS application like such uh, online uh, uh, reputation systems or CRS systems to PMS became very clinical. And already having challenges with OTAs and such data coming into our data, uh, data, set, data sets. And, and if you don't have a proper CRM in place and, and, and then to, to integrate them effectively with all data points, not just from a PMS perspective, and especially for a chain like us, we have a loyalty ecosystem as well. We, we cater to a very large uh, loyalty member data, uh, data uh, sets. So our, our challenge always been having so-called golden record, where it lies and what, where to find them and how to maintain them and, and enable that over all platforms, whether it is directly online channels, offline channels and all. So, when we did the strategy about finding that, we are quite now focused on identifying a CRM uh, or or moving to ecosystem that allow us to uh, use data first or customer first scenario, uh, CDP oriented or AI oriented ecosystems that data being the prime candidate for it. And with that, having a cloud ecosystem that allows to do that with a proper service person integrations capability, we are very sure uh, the first and the first and second issue of availability of data or data aggregation or technology can be tackled. And this is not just for us as a chain, even from a, a group of five hotels to 50 hotels, 100 hotels, even to large, large chain, this is the same issue that we are facing. Probably lead, uh, large chains are leading this because of obviously research funds and stuff. And probably the medium scale chains are not really waiting for them to succeed, but rather enabling the technology providers who is actually working that to be make it affordable for smaller chains to adopt it much faster rather than invest in research and development stages of it. And like Linda uh, uh, Hotels did it, they probably approached it in a different way, but lack of such resources may hinder that. And, and we want more of a foolproof uh, fail, you know, uh, 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 proper solutions to be able to test and try and, and go live. Okay, Oliver, can I get you to comment as well on this? Because obviously you're uh, coming from a different uh, uh, perspective, uh, small, slightly smaller group, and 
Uh, I'd be interested to hear how you, you're focusing on the data side. So we, we have to see where we are coming from or the, 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 the topic or the issue where we started with CRM or collecting data from our clients. We just started 15 years ago to collect data from our client and uh, had many efforts to, to clean them, to merge them, to have a very valuable data in the CRM data platform from our PMS and to see, okay, what the, are our clients, what are they doing, what are they booking, what are they consuming. Uh, but for what we are using it was uh, to 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 uh, to see okay when they are calling to identify okay you Mr. Müller from and you, we are able to serve you at, on the phone and the email to give you a little bit more feeling of service and, and recognition um, also for your loyalty program we use this but at this time I think uh, we we what we are facing is that we need more real time data that we are able to connect these data about the behavior before a client is booking now. And uh, we already started with some uh, good solutions to, to collect data also from the other side, from the world outside, from search engines, from our website, to bring it to our uh, CRM data. And also we just um, collected data to, uh, for example, if they... Um, uh, after staying at the just reputation management, we bring it to the to the profile to see when the next time he was, uh, we would like to book. Okay, was he happy or not, and how to handle this and to to ask. But it was more focused on the services and the customer service and the phone and, and email. And yes, we used it for newsletters to send it out. And maybe yes, we are able to say Mister and Mrs. Uh, that's something very individual, or to send out a special um, automated. Uh, birthday greetings, but we are not able to to use it now at this time to really bring our products and our services directly to the, the main, yeah, what the, the client is you looking for at this time now, today, and not uh, from the past, so for the future and um, something changed in his life and he's not more interested in having golf newsletters to see, okay, how is he playing golf, because now he has to look for a family room and he's not able to play golf anymore. To see this and to give him now the, the right information and about our product and our things, that's our actual issue we are looking forward. And to have it in real time, to bring it all together from inside data plus, yes, the other data from the outside. And uh, yes, we, we saw that it's, we are able to do it, but... Uh, um, yes, at the end, it's a cost question and uh, the question of how far we are able to go with the partner system-wise and consulting-wise and uh, yeah, on, the own, on our own um, people and stuff working on it and able to work with it. Okay, great. Um, okay, it's the other thing that I found very interesting here as well. It's, it's no surprise, really, is though the first, the, the top of the, uh, the results here is the technology and the system challenges um, including the interfaces when it comes to bringing everything together, which was covered in that. But, you know, you know one part of ensuring that the data can be um, streamlined and, and cleaned, if you like, or, or centralized is through the connectivity of the different solutions. Uh, so it's very, it's very important for sure. Okay, um, any other comments, Kristen or Michaela, before we move on? I think there was a question how many properties Lindner Hotels have at the moment. Oliver, you <laughs> Ah, here we go, yes. <laughs> we are, um, yes, about 35 now with, with me and all the hotels and Lindner Hotels. Thank you. 
Okay, yeah. so the next slide, Michaela. Yes, let's bring up figure five. Um, yeah, this is a good one too, I think. Yeah, we looked at the um, internet booking engine also um, uh, with um, in conjunction with AI uh, during our last study, the IBE study that we conducted last year. And um, actually we found a, a, a threefold increase here in uh, the usage of AI. Um, but maybe first of all, um, we, we asked which personalization features are employed on the booking engine by hotel chain today and what is planned in the future. And um, we can see that the usage of personalization features will grow in the future. So today, intelligent room and rate allocations, you can see here in the slide, and optimized offer displays in the IBE are used most often. And in the future, more hotel chains lay their focus on attribute-based selling and personalized or narrow segmented pricing. So we, we didn't make a difference here. And personalized and narrow segmented pricing is employed by 33% of the large chains. Uh, and more than one third of all chains do not plan to use personalized and narrow segmented pricing in the future. This is also interesting to, to know. And attribute-based selling is the most sought after IBE feature for the future. So that's yeah. uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, well, personally, I don't think that's a surprise because I think if you, if you do any online shopping anywhere else, I mean, if you buy a car, for example, I mean, you, you can buy cars online now, but it's not a common thing. But essentially, you can select all of the accessories and everything else you want in that car. There's a base price, and then you just add on to it. So I don't think there's any surprise. The airline industry does it. It's definitely something that's going to happen to ours as well. Um, yeah. So the other thing that I found quite interesting in this is the, 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 the increase. So, for example, in 2020, only one in 10 of the chains were using AI, um, and that was mainly the larger chains. And in 21... 2021, you saw this as a threefold increase with a 30% adoption. So that's also a positive sign, I think. It's very good to see that. But I also think that perhaps may have been driven through the, the, the pandemic and the, the challenges that have been faced through that. Um, Rajesh, you're, you're nodding your head there. Would you, is that something you can agree with? I'm completely agreeing with it, actually. Yeah. So uh, one of the good side, regardless of the impact of pandemic, is that uh, there is a the digital age really came or the, the, you don't need to advocate anymore. And, and the consumerism that driven by apps and websites and on the mobile is quite uh, taken a huge curve and hike on it. So um, obviously personalization and, and we talk about whether we need to personalize or attribute-based selling is needed or not. Um, the clients or customers using it in their own daily life, and, and, and uh, whether you're an Amazon customer or any kind of other online retail chain, you're using it actually, and it's it's not something new for them. So some some way of looking at AI, do I really need to? So that's where the difference is. The way you say AI, ML being a very technologically trained words, rather than you're looking at customer experience being the center of it. How would you personally cater to customer and wow him based on your services? So. If you don't do it in IBE or any of your channel as being your priority, you you are not you are not really prioritizing your business strategy very well, and 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 especially IBE being your own channel, not giving that share back to um, OTAs, you should be clearly focused on it. And 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 I think for personalized pricing and all, probably if there are some chains are not keen on it, probably because they are, they are probably not supported by. A proper revenue management ecosystems that to do that 
much integrated uh, you know pricing strategy or pricing planning and and it's all fold down back to the 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 consulting partner or the vendor that you work with not everybody is capable of it but there are really good tested tried you know very well uh, good names commercially viable uh, vendors and, and you can really make good case studies to really work is it really viable for us or not and you know th it, there is a maturity for that matter already there and with the right partner approach i i believe it is achievable and like i, I want to repeat it actually and any partner any hotel chain doesn't focus on that id or your own channel or you know wrong wrong foot and they will not be able to lead their business in the in this in this decade i would say simply excellent yeah. thanks uh, oliver would you like to add anything to that the most important thing is at the end that the, the, the client is uh, it's yeah is, does have a feeling of it that's an opportunity for him to that we are able to use his data and data, special data to bring special services to him to show him to make it easier for him to book or to see or to uh, how, what is he able to consume with us and uh, to bring the right information at the right point at time to him uh, at the right status and phase or a period or a step of customer journey where he's at this time so that is the most important thing and if everything in the system world interfaces data and so on is able to bring this to the client at the end he's feeling good like amazon is doing us because it's very easy to use amazon to to um, to to buy and to um, to do all the things what you would like to have so we have to do it on our own and from the beginning from his starting to look for a travel and at, until the check-in, uh, bring it to, to on-site services also, and at the end, uh, check out to make it easy as much easy as, as possible, and to have a benefit from for for yeah you know, for him or for her. That's the most important thing at the end. Yeah. Okay. Great. We we sorry. Yes, Christine. Yeah. Please go. Yeah, ahead. I just wanted to say that I um, was happily surprised that um, during the study also. Um, the hotel chains really want to, to focus on the automated personalization. In previous studies, we'd sometimes heard that, uh, yeah, I don't want to be too intrusive and I don't want to scare the, uh, the customers and guests that I know so much about them. Uh, but as, as Lijes also mentioned, I mean, everyone is being targeted in, in all areas of their life. And um, yeah, we heard only from 15% of the chains that they are uh, felt that all this automated personalization is is being too intrusive. So, uh, I think I think we can see more adoption as we as we go forward. But um, as Oliver also said, we, we need the systems and the support uh, from the systems and from the staff right, in, in order to make it happen. Great. We have a question from Sudhakaran Nair, who's asking PMS, CRS, CRM. Do these remain the core of any automation? Uh, Lijesh, would you like to start with that? Um, I think I mentioned in the earlier statements, actually, this, this PMS on, on, on the ground for operations or CRS distribution system, or CR, CRM relationship management system, or even loyalty systems will remain the core of it because that's how hospitality vertical has been staged, the touch points have been done. Uh, what important is when you put customer in the center of it or customer experience in the center of it, this is regardless. It, it, it doesn't need to be the core system to focus on the customer. That's where proper integration or service-based architectures are needed 
to layer them to a more of a, a data management platforms to handle anything that you do with the customer stitch together and have that automation in real time happen. Otherwise, how, how do you actually not just PMS? Why not point of sales? Why not um, Insta service? Why not chatbots? And, and there are enough service management tools out there that all, including WhatsApp and all. So what I'm trying to say is it's no longer for customer experience. For, for, for me, my point of view is that it's no longer PMS CRS or CRM is your center. There has to be a layer that stitches everything. If you call that CRM, Arduan CRM, NextGen CRM, or a customer data platform, you can call it any way to market that product out. But the point is any platform that enables that, that is the platform that you need to give that unique one-to-one -one marketing or uh, the one-on-one the, the, the -on -one or personalized attribute-based marketing or even the customer experience that you expect to offer in dynamically real-time based on that point of selection rather than any kind of old statistical data that, yes, you stayed with me in the past, how would we like to? You don't even know any of his other touch points, whether he came in my restaurant, what is his likes, dislikes, and I want to approach. And like Christine repeatedly said, um, people are quite familiar with it. They're used to it. AI is intrusive when you do certain engagement with the customer, like bombarding him with the emails or sending him three or four offers at the same time without any KPIs or strategies in place. That's when AI or any kind of a such technologies become really intrusive because it's you're not making any traction all of it and you have no real uh, objective or performance you know, measures to, to guide why we are doing it, how can we measure our success. So that's where AI became intrusive. And I think there is a maturity in that direction and, and, and whether e-commerce teams, marketing teams are matured enough to handle that. And, and uh, it may not be the old days of blasting millions of emails now. There is a better approach. I certainly agree. I think the days of email blasts are well and truly behind us. I certainly hope they are. <laughs> Oliver, would you like to add anything before we move forward? Yes, it's, uh, we, as we are not able to do, to start from the scratch to to build up the system world which which fit which is fit, fitting us for our uh, solution, so, so you have to start with the systems you have. So the, all, all the people, all the, the the companies are looking for solutions to bring it uh, to to the, the hospitality to, to to have a change. They do have to look for PMS, CRS, uh, and so on, and to integrate these systems are which are existing, because no company is really able to invest so much money to change the world before you are able to, to uh, implement AI. So you have to bring up new systems as an overlay to the old systems and use this to, for, for your new yeah, channel, uh, for your new solutions. And that's uh, the way you have to work because you can't change everything in this hospitality system world at, at, at once. It's not yeah. possible. <laughs> no. True. Okay, great. We have a question from Frank Reeves as well. Frank, great to see you joining us. Thank you for being here. And he's uh, interested in whether the panel feel that the traditional room-centric approach to guest experience is a solid framework to build on. Um, perhaps, Michaela, let's start with you because obviously you've gone through the results. You, what are your feelings based on what you've seen from the results? And then we'll go through with uh, Christine and Oliver and Lujesh. Yeah, I think the, um, the the feedback. I mean, talk not talking about my personal opinion, um, <laughs> but the feedback uh, during the interviews and uh, from the online surveys, um, it, it still is, of course, because uh, um, the um, the hotel chains are not able to, um, or 
most of them are not able to implement changes so rapidly. And um, then we, we see also there is a tendency of, um, well, um, for smaller and mid-sized chains, they are waiting for rather larger chains to um, implement the changes and then look at it and, and, and then actually go from there. So um, um, there is a kind of, well, let's see and wait a little bit. And I think I would bring that up to the vendors because I think it's, uh, it's up to the vendors here as well to uh, provide examples and um, how do you call that um, uh, case studies or whatever that uh, hotel chains can better work on and, and, and take on that. Great. Kristen, would you like to add anything to that? No, I think uh, as you can see on the on the screen here as well, um, I mean, looking at the attribute-based selling and how it's growing from today versus future, uh, it shows that the hotel chains clearly uh, want to implement uh, attribute-based selling and, and taking maybe a bit of a different approach to that room category uh, like we've done in the past. However, um, as Michaela said, we, we need the systems uh, that need to be available in order to, to trial it out. And there are some vendors that are going in that direction, uh, definitely. So we'll see some uh, pilot projects uh, moving forward and, and we'll, we'll see how, how the customers um, actually accept that attribute-based selling in, in a hotel versus uh, yeah, the standard room categories. Yeah. But of course, we also take into consideration the OTAs and, and all the other selling platforms where you, you need that comparison functionality as well, because unfortunately price is still always uh, a big decision factor uh, when, when customers decide on, on where to stay and in which room to book. So Yeah, yeah. Well, any vendors that are watching uh, now, please, if you'd like to leave a comment or give any feedback through the comment section, please do so. It'd be great to hear directly from you right now. Oliver, um, coming to you, obviously, from an operator perspective, do you believe that this is... Uh, a solid framework to build on, as uh, Frank is asking? So I, I, I think uh, if you look on the most uh, successful uh, partner or, or hospitality uh, platform, it's Booking. Why is Booking it's not doing it this way? Uh, because that's a question. What, what are they doing? Is it possible to, to implement some uh, solution in this way that the, the guest is uh, really looking for, for this solution to book his room or to book his travel and then that's a question of making it easy for him and it's much more easier to have an attribute-based selling, I don't know. So um, sometimes, yeah, I think attribute-based selling must be something we need in future and uh, just go a little bit more to, to more yeah, upselling ideas and more, uh, but uh, just look on, on the most successful platform and they are not doing in this way and uh, the question is why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Lijesh, any comment from you? <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But just, just to add, actually, I don't think it's going to change immediately the approach of looking at the success just based on room-based. Is, is the measures, is the business been perceiving, you know, how, you, how much profit you make and all? This is not going to change. So most of such <laughs> measurements will be sticking on it. Um, I would like to look at it in a more context of, if the brand or the business is looking at uh, how to um, cater to the, your client base or your loyalty base, then it, it will be perceived much effectively. And, and 
and that should be your probably because of uh, uh, Rotana Rewards is one of the reward program that we manage and maintain. So it, as long as that uh, cu customer is the center of that way of looking at and measuring it, I believe it's quite positive to build on customer centric solutions. Otherwise, okay, remaining on rooms. Excellent. Thank you. We have another question from Annette Reimers. Annette, lovely to see you here again. Uh, thank you also for joining. Um, and she's asking, to what extent is data protection regulation and security an obstacle to personalization? This could be an issue for smaller and private homes, couldn't it? I, I think she's absolutely right. But perhaps uh, let's uh, start with you, Michaela. Get your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, well, very, very briefly, but um, uh, Annette, I, we have we have asked this question. Um, um, so if you are interested in the results, please contact me and I'm happy to share the results with you. Uh, most of the hotel chains actually said no, this is not an issue for them. Um, small hotel chains, mid-sized hotel chains, larger hotel chains. So we, we asked all of them and um, but I think only I don't know, on top of my head, maybe 15% said, well, this could be an issue. Okay. Um, Oliver and Lijesh, Oliver, is there, what, what are your thoughts around that? Um, you need to, sorry, yeah. Very go ahead, go ahead, please, Oliver. Okay. Um, you need a very good uh, data protector, um, how do you say in English, I don't know, uh, data. Uh, uh, rightly said. Yeah, um, and and uh, yes, at the end you have to see okay which of the data you are collecting in which way and are you open showing it open to the client what are you collecting and in which way and how you are uh, put it in your data systems and everybody is uh, open and and able to see okay uh, clients uh, what we are doing with the data and um, so it's not an issue for us um, because if we are doing it properly with the with the law and uh, everything is in, in line with all the, with the law, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Okay. Great. I, I agree to the same point, actually. Uh, GDPR and other security, data security ecosystems actually bring that transparency and a bit of awareness as well. And, and such solution providers now, if you, if you look at most of them being cloud-centric uh, SaaS ecosystems, they are more far secured than anything that you grab done on premise or manual way so i believe the confidence is very high in that direction actually excellent good also just before we move on i think we do need to move on because time is ticking but i just wanted to make a comment here from magit magit lovely to see you here thanks for joining us and she says that yes i reckon you does provide hospitality's first customer data platform and brings or stitches these data points together and that they would welcome anyone for a conversation so i think there are solutions out there there are options yeah. there um, and definitely worth, um, you know, perhaps even, you know, we could have a, a separate conversation with, uh, with vendors as well on this topic, because I think it would be great to hear from them directly. True. Um, and also, uh, Sandro Cristofori has also said that they're receiving more and more requests that include especially third party upselling tools. So again, I'm not surprised by that. And it's good to see. Um, last comment here, uh, having Joe personalize the website IBE journeys for 400 million website guests, we feel strongly the one-size-fits-all approach to direct booking will not support further growth in brand.com strategy. Always happy to share our data on how the online hotel guest journey looks today and has changed through COVID. And again, that's from Frank Reeves. So yeah, it's great to see that that kind of that feedback and that, that input from the vendors. It's, it's really good. All right. Um, I think, Michaela, we should move on to the next slide. 
Uh, yes, please. Um, yeah, I think um, this is uh, our last slide uh, for today. Um, I just wanted to bring up the AI uh, adaption rate. Uh, Christine, would you like to walk through that slide? Or? Yeah, sure. Or would sure. You <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, looking at the two tables, we can say uh, that we are expecting to see a big growth uh, of further AI adoption. Uh, in the different departments going forward and, and going forward in the next 24 months. So um, uh, the most significant uh, growth actually is in the area of distribution and marketing. Um, as we've discussed during the panel here today, most of it is actually focusing on, on, um, on the marketing, on the emails, on the personalization happening on, on the website. So that falls into marketing. Uh, but also a distribution, of course, taking into consideration all the different touch points where you can actually receive customer data. And, and as Oliver mentioned, with the real-time data that you actually need in order to, to push, push your, your direct marketing strategy as well. Um, today, we actually have the largest usage area of AI inter, uh, in the area of online reputation management. And uh, that's going to, to increase in the future and, and also plays a, a significant role because having that customer feedback incorporated into all the future marketing that you do is one of the uh, positive things, of course, that, that you, can, you can do and, and really focus on what you can improve and, and need to improve. Um, sales and operations adoption rates are at 33% today, um, but also are, are um, yeah, Supposed or expected to grow um, by 30, around 30 percentage points each um, going forward. So, uh, yeah, I think the the question for for Ligeshin and Oliver is also here. Where where do you see the the biggest growth areas for AI adoption? Which which of the areas are in focus in your in your companies? Um, I think the, the diagram says it. A distribution custom services uh, or, or marketing will be uh, revolves around CRM and the distribution IB strategy. It will be there always the primary. Uh, having a right platform in the place to allow that, having strategically aligned with all divisions is our, our key priority as well. Now, um, operations, in, in my opinion, it may be a gray area because it's not much of a uh, how you say it, and the services point of view, touch points and chatbots and um, uh, uh, AI concierge. There are a few aspects of customer engagement, but there is also a, a huge opportunity for robotic process automations for back office activities, uh, validations, process, process improvements and all. Uh, it is not something that got a lot of huge traction in hospitality. Uh, um, larger to small chains are case to case are exploring this and, and there are a lot of good um, case studies have been presented recently during the COVID how such automation in the back of this also helps due to lack of resources lack of uh, in terms of cost and other restrictions aspect so for, for, for us anything related to customer centric yes distribution sales customer services will flourish um, and when I say sales, sales and marketing aspect, not B two B, but yeah, um, in in general, revolve around the traditional CRM to go to a next gen. Oliver, 
I think everything additionally to this is sales on the most part uh, looking forward also for, for automation and uh, especially we are looking for what in the last years are developed by the meeting partners and platforms to uh, develop the sale also especially not our room so only so also for, for the for the meeting part it's uh, also a big issue to have artificial intelligence and automatic processes behind because uh, of all the things you have to do in this place everything on the b2c market we talked about before but this yeah. is also part which is uh, a part which uh, does have a very quick development in the last years and i see uh, we see that it's more it's more organized business and maybe it's also a little bit easier to have it in this place automated than uh, it's a very destructed or a very yeah big world of the, the, the individual B2C um, distribution. So uh, it's interesting to see what uh, we are able to do in this uh, B2B market. And uh, yeah, of course, B2C will still going on in this Yeah. Great, thank you. Okay, uh, shall we go to the next slide, Michaela? Um, I think the next slide is the sponsor slide. <laughs> yeah, well, we so, need to mention um, them because without yeah. them, this report wouldn't have been possible. Yes, absolutely. So thank you again uh, for sponsoring. As you can see, um, we have lots of different uh, companies here, PMS, CRM, uh, RMS, ORM, um, so, um, and, and that's CRS as well. Um, and I think that uh, actually shows the importance and the relevance for uh, across all the technology that is available to the hospitality industry today. And also, um, um, everybody who sponsored is really keen on improving the system. Um, uh, absolutely. But um, yeah, I think we all learned it takes a while and some time uh, <laughs> to implement everything. But um, I think we are on a good way, right? Yeah, I, I would tend to agree, yes, but I also still feel that we have a long way to go. <laughs> so I think, yeah. yes, we're on the right path, but there is... It, it just seems like it's, uh, I don't know, without saying this in a way that doesn't sound too overdramatic, over it just feels at times we're stuck in molasses, you know? It's kind of like we've got everything there, we know what we can do, we know what we need to do, but it just seems like moving through that process is, is um, constantly being uh, something that we're working through. Um, and, and look, I'm no longer in operations, but, uh, you know, when I, I speak with a, a lot of hoteliers and Lajesh is, is kind of grinning a little bit there as well. Um, so I don't know, maybe Lajesh, you agree or not? I mean, do you feel like... I completely agree. Yeah. Transformation initiatives on at a large scale, always a challenge, especially looking at chains uh, with multiple technologies and multiple partners. It's, it is a challenge, actually. But... Um, if you put the right work in a, in a, in a right technology, it's going to pay off. And, yeah. and that is a challenge of the top guys to, to understand and work with the right resources and team to, to achieve it. So yeah. it yeah. is a way, way forward, positive, but yeah, it has its own challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Oliver, would you like to add anything to, to that? Yeah, the one who is able to have a plug-and-play system in place for, for, for the hospitality too, that we are able to focus on our, what, what we are doing, uh, to be yep. the, the, the host, and to help us uh, to, to have this uh, technical world uh, as a plug-and-play to use it for our uh, yeah, targets and, and, and future. So we are looking for somebody who is able to do it.
Yeah, and I think we're getting there. So this is why I say, please don't misunderstand me when I say we're, I, f I feel we're a little stuck in molasses here because at the end of the day, we're kind of leading, we're being driven or, or the, the, the independence, the long tail, the, the, the domestic market is in many ways being, I guess, influenced, driven by what the global chains are doing. And the global chains are very much working with certain elements of the industry that are still working on technology that doesn't essentially enable that full plug and play opportunity. So unless they get to that point where we can have that through that kind of that structure, that tier, then it may trickle down to, to the other elements. And that's when, Oliver, you might start to see the benefits of, of that, that work. But until we get there, I think that's, that's one of the challenges. So um, I put it out to all of the global chains and the vendors that work with the global chains. Let's get to plug and play. Let's get it out to the systems. Let's get it out to the, to the world for, for the industry as a whole. I think we, we desperately need it, especially now. Michaela, yeah. do you want to add anything? Sure. Yeah, and, and maybe last but not least, a big thank you to all hoteliers who replied to our online survey, which is quite intense. And um, I think it takes them uh, a lot of time to reply because we have very detailed questions put out. So thank you to this almost 90 hotel chains, 9-0 worldwide for making this study happen. Great. Excellent, indeed. Um, all right, well then I think we should wrap it up. We're coming up to the top of the hour. Uh, we've had a great response from the audience. So again, for everybody that tuned in and, 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 uh, and watched us, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Thank you for your comments and your questions. Uh, it's always wonderful to see the feedback from everybody. And um, Oliver and Lijesh, thank you both for taking the time as uh, hoteliers to be in the conversation and to be a part of it. And again, I think a special thanks as well to Kristen and Michaela and team for putting together such a thorough uh, report and analysis. And I'm sure that it will bring great value to the industry overall uh, for, 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 for some time to come. So thank you all uh, for everything. And we really appreciate everything that you guys do. And we appreciate, obviously, Oliver and Lijesh for everything you guys do as well. So just a great special <laughs> thank, thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.